0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, the football gauntlet has been forged. How many big wins can BYU obtain? The fate of the Cougar season lies in the balance. What will BYU's record be in the gauntlet? Plus, Yoli Childs called him the most athletic player BYU fans will ever see. Gavin Baxter of BYU Basketball joins us. And the most clutch performance of the year. Did it happen yesterday? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Thursday, May 10th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Infinity Stone Historian, Jerem Jordan. Yes, I'm the collector. How many do you have in your collection, Jerem? None.
1: <laughs> None. This I going to be need sp- to
0: see that man Thanos. It's
1: going to be a spoiler-free edition of the show. Okay, we don't say the spoilers generally, but we just want to make that clear as we proceed regarding Infinity War.
0: I think we're a hundred percent on that accord, right? Yeah. We've never spoiled what's the, what's a the, movie on this show, have we?
1: Sure, we have. What's the uh, well? What's the statute of limitations? Like, we were discussing a certain movie with uh, Jason Shepherd yesterday, mm-hmm. and he said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, what?" And we're like, "That movie's been out for over a year. What's the statute of limitations on a certain movie or TV show?"
0: Typically, it's a year, and if you still haven't Did seen it after the year, you need to make the room aware that you haven't like seen it. Like, once
1: you enter that convo? Like, hey,
0: oh, I haven't even seen it. It's yeah. like, oh, okay. But after a year, then there needs to be verbal informing to whoever's once, in the room Once that, we I enter- haven't seen yeah. that. Yeah, If you don't, was- and then you hear something, then it's on you.
1: Now, Saturday, there was another movie discussed with Kalani Sasaki, Jason, and I after the Fan Fest. And Jason piped up again and said, whoa, 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 I haven't seen that. I think the real issue is that Jason needs to see more movies.
0: (laughs) There's a common theme developing here. Yeah. I don't mean to call you out, but I do. Yes, you do. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's
1: Trending on BYU Sports Nation.
0: The fate of the BYU football season lies heavily in five games against Power 5 opponents and another trip to the Boise Blue. Six marquee games. Five on the road. Ugh. The challenge is extreme. Last year we labeled the five biggest games, calling it the Furious Five. That worked out well. Based on a movie, The Fast and the Furious. And Kung Fu Panda. That's the name of the group. The Cougars did not win any of those games. This year, <sighs> BYU has upped the ante, Jerem. Jerem. And we will, too. In the spirit of Avengers Infinity War and the six Infinity Stones, we are calling the six big games on BYU's schedule The Gauntlet. Yeah,
1: yeah, The Gauntlet.
0: They are as follows. At Arizona, home to Cal, at Wisconsin, at Washington, at Boise State, and at Utah. That's a whole lot of at. What will BYU's record be in the Gauntlet.
1: First an explanation. So the gauntlet is the you know device or glove that Thanos wears in the pursuit of these six infinity stones in Infinity War. That's it, that's been set up in 18 movies going into the Infinity War. If you okay? have no so vision
0: there, of what that is, imagine the power glove out. of Nintendo.
1: There you go. Nice. We tweeted out a photo with Kalani Stocky wearing the Infinity Infinity Gauntlet. Okay. What's Beori's record gonna be in these six? Probably one in five. I'm hoping that it's 2 and 4. The most winnable game is Arizona right after the bat. Cal is the next most winnable game. Then it's really tough Wisconsin, Washington, Boise State, Utah, those are all on the road Wait, by the way. But you think
0: Arizona on the road is more winnable than home to Cal?
1: Maybe Cal at home is the most winnable. Okay. One of those two, okay? Okay. okay? But like those two are the most winnable by far. BYU's got to split at least in the first two, if not go 2 and 0. If BYU goes 0 and 2 in the first two, a bowl game is going to be in jeopardy.
0: Here's the reality.
1: Because you're probably going to drop another game somewhere. Like Northern Illinois at home is not a guaranteed win.
0: Here's your reality check. One in five. That's one of the Stones' realities. Would be an improvement upon last year. Ugh. Okay. Because he won one. One. And one. I, I think that one in five is the conservative safe pick. That said, typically some of these big name teams are rebuilding or vulnerable. Who is? That's the question. Who is this year? We don't know. We had no Arizona idea that new Michigan coach. State was going to be three and nine when BYU went in there and dominated them. That is the most
1: outlier. That's the pit nineteen eighty four. You know Nebraska I mean?
0: was five and seven the yeah. year that Mangum threw the miracle pass. Yeah, we we were expect like they were projected to win nine or ten games and compete well, for so the was Big BYU West Division. Last year. Exactly. BYU, BYU was, the was the vulnerable team
1: on the other team's schedule. Typically
0: right? some of these big name teams <laughs> are rebuilding and they're vulnerable. For that reason, I'm leaning towards 2 and 4. I don't know That'd who be nice. I don't know who BYU is going to beat in the gauntlet of these 6 games, but I'm leaning towards 2 and 4 based purely on what typically happens in the past. If BYU had more home games in the gauntlet, I'd take that number higher, probably go 3 and 3, but 5 are on the road.
1: You could argue this is the most brutal schedule in BYU history, just based on five Power Five or four Power Five road games and Boise State.
0: Woo Some perennial big name program will be down. BYU will take advantage, and honestly, if BYU Hopefully. wins two games in the gauntlet, they'll probably have a seven-win season. That'd be nice. Let's, Let's go. go to a bowl game. We don't
1: know what bowl game BYU could play in this year if the Cougars win six games. But Spencer, if you could pick any non-New Year's Six bowl game, what would you want for BYU this year?
0: I'm choosing something very selfish because I want to go to this bowl game. I want All to I experience this bowl game as a fan. Me. Okay. There's no me and team. Wait, what? I'd like the team to experience it too. It's a bowl game. It's supposed to be a celebration. You'll want to go to a vacation hotspot.
1: So the famous
0: Idaho potatoes bowl. Paradise people, not Idaho. Paradise and then <laughs> football. What is better than the Bahamas bowl? Oh, Yeah. You want a vacation hotspot. You want warm weather. You want to get out of Provo in December Mm -hmm. over the holidays and go lay on the beach. The Bahamas Bowl is the destination. The Miami Beach Bowl in 2014, which no longer exists, had that feel. It was awesome. The Hawaii Bowl has that feel. You want to go to the beach, enjoy warm weather, have a vacation, and then watch some football. That, to me, ancillary. outside of competing for the highest level of college football and the national championship, obviously, if you have to go to a non-New Year's Six bowl game or a non-big bowl game, you want to go to a vacation hotspot. It's the Bahamas Bowl for me i say the Cactus Bowl.
1: Back in the Valley of the Sun, we were just there. We saw the response from BYU fans. It's at Chase Field where the Diamondbacks play. I think okay. that'd be kind of fun. The weather because is that, pretty good. That really worked out in 2013-14 for BYU playing on a baseball field. What? This is the old Copper Bowl, by the way, which BYU defeated Oklahoma in in 1994. I also broke my collarbone that day. Thanks, Nick
0: Bailey. Where was the Copper Bowl played? Was that in Tempe?
1: Well, they yeah, they played it at Sun Devil Stadium. Okay, they played okay. it a couple of places. All right, Quality matchups are found in this bowl game. The last three years, Kansas State-UCLA, okay. Baylor-Boise State, West Virginia-Arizona State. So it would be a really good game. I think the Cactus Bowl would be a good spot for BYU. We don't know what bowl game BYU will play in if they play in one. Last year BYU didn't have one contracted, and this year they don't have one contracted.
0: There will be a bowl game available for BYU if they get six wins. Yeah, there were a few last year,
1: ninety-eight percent of the bowl There were a few last BYU. year
0: that were available. Had BYU been bowl eligible, that they could have gotten into. That that's not. A, there are enough bowl games. It's not a concern. It's, it's a many. game day today. For the BYU Batcats and BYU Baseball, there's no vacation happening for the Cougars. It is strictly a business trip in San Francisco as they open up a three-game series against the Dons, a team that is in the top tier of the WCC. Yesterday, I said the Cougars' chances of finishing the top four of the West Coast Conference and securing a postseason berth are on life support. Maybe that's too favorable. Are, is it too favorable to say that they're on life support? Are they even that? Jerem, does BYU baseball still have a chance to make the West Coast Conference Tournament?
1: This one's tough. Technically, yes, but probably not. They've got to, I think, win the next three against San Francisco, who's tied for third right now at 14-10 and 10 in league. And then Pacific's in last place in the league, although BYU's close to that. That's at home next week. Not all teams have six games remaining. Some have three, including San Francisco. So if BYU wins all three against San Fran and then all three against Pacific— Guess who will be ahead of San Francisco in winning percentage? The BYU Cougars. But you're hoping that none of the other teams including Gonzaga, LMU, Pepperdine, tied for four, third as well. LMU, yes, uh, go ahead of you. I don't know. I don't It's going to be really tough. Like if BYU can win the next six, just go on this incredible tear after being not very good recently, in fact bad. They got a shot, but I I don't think that They control their own destiny. I think they could win all six and still not get in. The
0: chances of BYU even winning six straight to get above 500 in conference play, that's minuscule. Three straight right now is a Then you need all of the other chips to fall into place. So technically, yes, they still have a shot. And they are benefiting from opportunistic matchups. They can cap San Francisco's win total at 14 because the Dons only have three left, all against BYU. Yeah.
1: They could have that one, but they can't control everybody else.
0: BYU's got to win six straight to even sniff it. And we've been saying that typically it's 16 games. This year, because of the parity, fi- you need 15 wins to feel good about making the tournament. Cougars' cap would be 14. Yeah, it's, it's, it's minimal, tough. but there's still tough. a shot, technically.
1: Yesterday, 41st-ranked BYU women's golf finished in ninth place, ending its season in the NCAA Austin Regional. Congratulations, third straight year being in the regional, Another successful campaign. However... Individual Rose Huang advanced to the NCAA championships as as an individual after a five-hole playoff. Spencer, is this the most clutch performance this season by a BYU athlete?
0: If we're using recency bias, yes, because it happened yesterday. I have played a little bit of pressure golf, nothing like this. You are in a five-hole playoff. And only, it went five holes because... Everybody was kept it a paring the whole playoff. It was a one-hole playoff with yeah. three players, but they all kept pulling in the same Dying score. Yeah. It got to hole number five, and then Rose birdied to secure one of those spots. The other two girls had to go on and compete on a sixth playoff hole to secure the second spot. She had to birdie number eighteen to even force her way into that playoff. So she had to birdie eighteen and then play five playoff holes, and then she won it. Like that is. About as clutch as it gets. That said, her team had a clutch performance to win the West Coast Conference Tournament. So there's that. But for me, I keep going back to BYU basketball. Two games. Yoli Childs against St. Mary's in the West Coast Conference Tournament. 33 points. And Elijah Bryant against Utah to end the losing streak to the Utes in basketball. Those are the clutch performances that come to mind for me.
1: Yeah, Yoli was one for as I as I scanned my brain. There have been some clutch ones, but there weren't as many this year as as the past couple of years, frankly, across the board. BYU men's lacrosse, Chris Severson scoring the game winning goal against Utah Tuesday with five seconds left. Uh, Squally Canada's two hundred thirteen rushing yards against UNLV when Joe Critchlow was starting on the road. BYU had two wins at that point. That was that was a clutch performance. Uh, Gabi Garcia Fernandez, like five aces on the road, uh, you know, against Hawaii in a big win for BYU Men's Volleyball. There were some good ones. Rose Huang's right up there, though, because it's in an NCAA regional, and it's individual. She knew her team wasn't in, so now she could be like, all right, I'm in this. Uh, so that's, that's big time. That's big time.
0: I got to be honest. St. Mary's involved, taking them down in the West Coast Conference Tournament, keeping them out of the NCAA tournament. I was
1: run at 25, by the way. The
0: 33 game, points from Yoli, 25. Like, that. that's number one for me.
1: Best win of the year? That's maybe? the
0: that's the best win of the BYU basketball Most spiteful season. spiteful one of the year? Our question of the day now, <laughs> how many games will BYU win in the gauntlet that we have set up? Time to hear from you, BYU Sports Nation, with The Voice of the Nation.
2: This is The Voice
0: of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Let us know what you think on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or all three if you want to. Lori Wood on Facebook, 3-3, three and three. no way BYU beats Wisconsin, but maybe Utah and Boise State, pinning hopes on a return to discipline.
1: Yeah, right now I would say just like straight up odds to win. Maybe Cal at home is the only game in which BYU could possibly even be close to being favored, even then. I think BYU's a dog in all six. I think Vegas will make BYU an underdog in all six of these games. So how many upsets are there going to be? Three is a lot. Like three, three is a lot. If, if I if you're said talking BYU upsets.
0: right now, if I could guarantee you the Cougars two and four, I'll give you I'll give you two wins out of the six. Would you take
1: it? Yeah, totally. So what after I. last year? So would you I. had three wins against FBS teams, not Power Five teams. FBS teams last year. I would take two against five Power Five and Boise State, who is a Power Five
0: equivalent. The Cougars went zero and five, and the Furious five last year.
1: I would take two. Yes. I would take a third. They have Absolutely. upped to six. And
0: Historically, that's been the percentage, right? BYU wins 40%. 40% of their games against Power 5 teams.
1: 40. So we're even under that. At B-Royal Blue Coug, 4-2. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 4-2. I think we surprised everybody this season by winning all the games we t- traditionally should. And at a surprise or two, very optimistic. Well, should is 40%, right?
0: Optimistic so should would be 3-3. Optimistic would be optimistic. No, no, two no. And four. Optimistic's two and four. Two and four. But <laughs> historically, not all the teams we would, are powerhouses.
1: Yes. Listen, even if someone will be down. 40% would be the two. It wouldn't be three. Well, it's probably closer to three. You're right. Hey, coming up, more of your responses to the question of the day. How many wins will BYU get against the gauntlet?
0: And he just recently returned from his two-year mission trip, Jerem. He's already hooping it up. Yoli Child's called him one of the most athletic players BYU fans will see. Gavin Baxter joins us in Studio B. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU
1: baseball plays at San Francisco tonight on BYU Radio 6 Eastern, also on the W.TV. We talked about the stakes. Real high for BYU needing to probably win out their final six Conference games. Good luck to the Bad Cats tonight 6 Eastern.
0: Let's just go ahead and say it. They have to win all six games if they even want to snip the postseason.
1: Yeah. They could win all six and, and still not exactly. make the WCC exactly. tournament. Top four teams go. They're
0: hanging on. They're hanging on barely. Welcome back. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our conversation is juicy today. It's rolling on social media. Follow at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter and Instagram. Check out our Facebook page. Use the hashtag BYUSN whenever and however you would like to converse with us. Please answer the question of the day, which is, how many games will BYU football win in the gauntlet? If you missed the opening segment, we have placed six games in that gauntlet, channeling our Avengers Infinity War, because there are six Infinity Stones. They are the five Power Five games that BYU play, plus a road trip to Boise State at SABYU fan on Twitter. I will venture to say 3 wins on the field, but a perfect 6 and 0 in moral <laughs> victories, no matter the record. Hey. How do you go 6 and 0 in moral victories? How does that happen? You try hard. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> moral a, victory. Yeah. Efforts
1: effort is a great thing. It really is. Um but in sports, results are better. More
0: of your responses later on the show. Hashtag BYUSN. Joining us now, freshman forward for BYU basketball just returned home from a two-year LDS mission to Washington, D.C. His name People is Gavin Baxter. Gavin, welcome to Studio B.
3: Gavin? What's up? How's it going? We're great. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. What, what day did you get back from your mission last week? Last Tuesday. So,
2: so it's been so, nine um, days or yeah, so?
3: Nine days. So not very long. How's it been? It's been, it's been good. It's been an adjustment, though. It's kind of weird being back.
1: Have
0: you slept in?
3: A little bit, but That'd not too be. much.
0: <laughs> Even that's weird, right?
3: Yeah, it's, you know, you're used to getting up early every single day. So you got to, I don't know. I, I want to do that more, but I also want to sleep in because that's nice sometimes. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> the productivity level. you got stuff to do. You know? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. What's been the
0: most challenging part of your transition in the last nine days since returning home from Washington, D.C.?
3: Uh, I mean, amongst other things, probably just getting used to this thin mountain air. It's I was used to breathing really thick sea air over in Virginia, but now got to get used to being up here in the mountains again. So that's it's been tough. Go up and down the court like twice, and I need to call an ambulance because <laughs> I can't breathe, but getting used to it.
1: And you're from Provo. You went to Tempio and I know, everything. I know. My old bishop, Kevin Santiago, was your uh, coach and everything. So uh, so now that you're back, okay, We we were told that, the day you got back so last tuesday yeah that you uh, that you weren't released yet and you went to the merit center annex with your dad as your companion is this is this the case
3: uh yes that's that's the case i went to the i didn't work out or anything i just kind of shot around a little bit yeah went and checked it out it's a pretty sweet facility
1: cuz that was your first time in there right
3: it, uh, it was not yeah. built when you left yeah they were just breaking the ground i think when i when i left so
1: it's the gavin baxter institute of buckets Pretty much. That's, yeah. They renamed it that while you were gone. I yeah. think
3: that's a that's a good name for it. I like that.
0: <laughs> Whether missionaries like to admit it or not, because sometimes it's pretty crazy how much your body changes while you were gone for two years. Um we want to dive into that a little bit. How much did your body transform? How much weight did you gain? Did you get taller? Like how how did that all transpire?
3: Uh, let's see. I don't know, I probably gained fifteen, maybe twenty pounds. I don't know. But, you know, you don't have as much time to work out, so you spend a lot more time eating food and not burning those calories. <laughs> and so that's where the weight came from. But, I don't know, kind of out of shape right now.
0: Were you 6'9 when you left?
3: Uh, I, th- I think I was probably 6'8.
0: Okay, so you've, you've grown a little bit as well.
3: Probably a little bit. Height-wise, okay.
1: A lot of people are excited about kind of the – the athleticism that you bring. Yoli Childs put some uh, great expectations on you when he tweeted. <laughs> Set the bar a little high. I don't know. <laughs> what did you think of that? He said you're the most athletic player BYU's ever seen.
3: Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think we could say anything like that yet. It's, it's nice of Yoli to say, but got a lot of work to do to prove such a statement. So Now,
0: people think that Yoli Childs is one of the most athletic players that he's, BYU fans have ever seen.
3: He's an athletic guy, so I don't know. We'll see.
0: So for him to say, let's say that you two are in a dunk contest. You're back in peak, peak physical condition. <laughs> are, are you beating Yoli in a dunk competition?
3: Absolutely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Now tell us about that relationship because you, you had one of the best AAU teams around. Tell us a little bit about the team you're on and who was on that team.
3: Yeah, so we had uh, Yoli, Frank Jackson, he's in the NBA now, uh, Connor Harding, he's about to get back from his mission just in June, and then... Um, we had a couple other guys but we were pretty good all together. We played played well as a team and I think we were we were together for a good I don't know, four or five years playing tournaments all around the country. So um had a lot of fun with the guys and Now we get to play with Yoli again, so that'll be fun.
1: That's one of the greatest understatements we've ever had. That team, yeah, it was fun. It was good. (laughs) That that team's incredible, right? Frank Jackson, Connor, you, Yoli. That's awesome. So the relationship that you have with with Yoli is probably good, and Connor Harding, of course. Are you actively recruiting Yoli Childs to return to BYU and play with you?
3: Uh, You know, I hope he does. Yoli's Yoli's an amazing player. So I think with him and with Connor and the other guys that are going to be here, we'd be a really good team. So working on getting him back here.
0: BYU freshman forward Gavin Baxter making his studio B debut on BYU Sports Nation. How do you expect to contribute in season number one?:
3: Season number one. Uh, I think I can uh, I think I can contribute well on defense uh, and you know being able to guard multiple pos- positions up and down the floor. and um, I think yeah, th- those main things right now.
1: Your game is, is fun because you dunk a lot. Like, in transition, uh, you know, half court and whatnot. What percentage of your shots are dunks, in your opinion? Oof.
3: I don't know. I get a good five to six a game. I don't know, a good 40% maybe.
1: 40% is, yeah. is a good ratio. That's roughly 40% higher than mine were
3: when, when I played. Really? Okay.
1: Yeah, roughly,
3: give or take. <laughs> roughly.
1: Um, where, where do you excel on the court? Like, what, do you, what are you really good at? Um...
3: Uh, uh, I think probably defense. I like to play defense, like to, um, D guys up and, um, you know, move, move across the court. I'm, I'm long that way. So that helps.
1: Do you know your wingspan?
3: Yeah. Seven, two. Seven,
1: two. Seven, two. So you're six, nine. Mm-hmm. Is that your height? Yeah. And seven, two. Yeah. So do you feel like you can guard one through five with that wingspan? Like, what are you comfortable doing?
3: Uh, I could guard two through five. Two through five. Okay. Yeah. Confident in that.
0: So switch on picks.
3: Just you take just their, switch it, man. Just switch.
0: Right? Yeah. yeah. Talking with Gavin Baxter of BYU Basketball, what type of team are you returning to? I know you can't pay a ton of attention to BYU Basketball while you're out doing right. missionary work. You've been
3: work. back nine whole days, dog. I assume you watched <laughs> all of last year. I've, I'm caught up on everything. Yeah, yeah what, every what do single you know? Game. What do you know about the team that you're returning to? Uh, honestly, not too much. Uh, I think Nick's going to come back. Yoli's going to be there. And honestly, outside of that, I don't, I don't really know the personnel that much, but get to know them pretty soon.
1: You're from Provo, so obviously there's a tie to BYU, but tell us a little bit about kind of your parents and the connection there. I think your mom was like a track star here or something?
3: Yeah, she ran the, I think, the 200-meter sprint, and she had the record for a while um, but is recently beaten. But still, she's up there on the boards, yeah. so that's not bad.
1: How about, is your dad athletic too?
3: Uh, yeah, just not as athletic, I, th- I think. So,
1: so your mom's where you get the athletic stuff.
3: So. <laughs> I'd say that's safe to say, yeah.
1: And she works on campus in the admissions office?
3: Uh, uh, let's see, academic. Advisor. Academic. Yeah.
1: So uh, during the break, you told us that she signed you up for some classes. She did. So you didn't sign up for classes, she signed up for class. You're in spring right now.
3: I am in spring. I'm taking classes right now. What classes are you taking? So Doctrine and Covenants uh, and then Sports Psychology with Craig Manning.
1: Those are two good
3: first couple of classes. I think so. Yeah, I think any more than that would be pushing the limit. <laughs> yeah,
0: you can be an idiot like me and take American Heritage and English 115 in the summer, your first classes
3: at BYU. That's smart. Oh. You got a veteran move. Your mom hooked you up, man. She did. She did.
1: She but not did any other hookup that she wouldn't give to any other student at BYU. Let's make that clear.
0: <laughs> now, For the record, I got an A- and a B plus. Oh, that's good. I probably that's good. killed myself doing that. But I, I you were the,
1: academic all-state at Northridge, so that's good. You've done
0: the right thing, Gavin, I think by so. choosing Doctrine and Covenants in sports psychology. Not too difficult. Yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, okay. you got to turn the page, and you want to get back in, in shape. What kind of a timetable are you giving yourself to get back in You know, running good physical condition?
3: Uh, I don't know. When does the season start exactly? November. November. Shoot. Okay. Uh, so that gives me a good six, six months. Six months. I, I think that should be good. I don't want to push it too hard and get injured and set myself back. So really just going at the pace that my body's going to let me right now. So we'll see where that goes. But right now, a little sore, but things are going pretty good.
1: Well, it's good to have uh, you back from a mission. Let's give you the BYU Sports Nation karma. It's like good luck Okay. in your six months of training. Yep, you got it. You got, got it. it. And uh, we he, want your, your signature. Yes,
0: you secure that karma initially by giving us your autograph Do I? Yeah. well.
1: Okay, yes. yeah. <laughs> and uh, bike uh, bark twice if you're in Milwaukee. So Baxter, you can, you can sign
0: effect. high. Yeah. Yoli Childs and Eric Mika have both signed. They have the two highest signatures. Now. <laughs> oh, look try. at him. He's the, he's we, gonna, have a new, we have a new highest one. He's new highest one-up Yoli.
3: <laughs> it's been a while. It's about a good centimeter. Wow.
0: It's one centimeter higher than Yoli's. <laughs> Dude,
1: he just reached up there and did it. We've had literally only Sean Bradley could probably do that. No that problem.
0: Was, 7-2 wingspan. <laughs> we have a new champ on the flag.
1: <laughs> Coming up, BYU hurdler Alyssa Dalton joins us. Why the last chance meet in Provo isn't actually a singles
0: convention. I love the competition element of sign, even signing the flag.
1: Higher than you I Man, I'm, I'm impressed.
0: Does dude. BYU football have the power to survive the gauntlet? <laughs> More of your responses to our question <laughs> of the day. This is BYU Sports Nation. Just
1: reach us up there, man. Look at that. BYU softball plays LMU Big Series starting Friday at 7 Eastern time. The winner of this three-game series wins the league and gets the auto bid to the NCAA regionals. Don't miss it on BYU TV starting tomorrow. Softball versus LMU.
0: Welcome back in BYU Sports Nation friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio. We're nationally simulcast on BYU TV on demand anytime, anywhere. And it's time we get you caught up to date with some of our top BYU Sports Nation stories.
3: It's your BYU Sports Nation headline.
0: Shout out to Rose Huang of BYU Women's Golf. She secured an individual spot in the NCAA Championships, going five holes into a three person playoff. She had to birdie number 18 in regulation essentially just to get into that playoff, and then she takes one of those spots clutch performance. 41st-ranked BYU women's golf as a team finished ninth out of 18 teams in the Austin Regional with a team score of 10 over par. The WCC champions, they've won it three years in a row. they got a dynasty going and at least one player moving on to the next round.
1: Badcats are 8-13 and 13 in conference play with 6 to go, needing every league win possible. They play San Francisco in the Bay Area tonight to improve that record. Uh, 6 Eastern on BYU Radio and the W.TV Cougars and Dons.
0: Eric Mika scored 17 points, grabbed 7 rebounds and 20 minutes of play for his Italian team, Via Passaro, in a loss to Banco di Sur. Brandon Davies spoke with him on the program earlier this week. He had 8 points and 8 rebounds and 16 minutes of play for Zalgiris, who beat, apparently, the Lithuanian... What'd you call him, Jeremy? The-,
1: the, the Zalgiris first ward.
0: Oh, the Zalgiris first ward. Yeah, one hundred nine to fifty two. Yes, I believe the team name is Vitautas, but it might as well be the Lithuanian first ward. Yeah, right. And, Zalgiris first ward.
1: Yeah, or the second ward. I don't know how <laughs> many words are in uh, Zalgiris. We're branch. Number seven BYU Mensa Cross plays number nine Michigan State in the MCLA semifinals tonight at nine fifteen Eastern in Salt Lake. The women's team beat Penn State 13 7 in the first round of the WCLA tournament. Number three, BYU, will play. Number 11, San Diego State, today at 3 Eastern. So good luck to both men and women's lacrosse in their national tournaments.
0: What will BYU football's record be against the gauntlet? That is our question of the day. Let's go to the voice of the nation.
2: This is the voice of the nation
0: on BYU Sports Nation. Your opportunity to sound off. Send them all in on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. At DStokes11 on Twitter has this response. BYU has a 50-50 chance to win half of their games 50% of the time. Hmm. Hashtag BYUSN.
1: Was this from Yogi Berra or DStokes11? Steve Herway on Facebook. We have a shot at 3-2. and There's six games. But I don't expect us to win more than two of them as long as we don't go
0: 0-5. I think most fans would be okay. Or 0-6. Or 0-6. Because there are six. There are six. It's a little different than last year. Five power five teams and Boise State. Five of the six on the road. The only home game in the gauntlet is against Cal in week number two. Okay,
1: give me your blue-goggled record for BYU. Three and three. Three and three. Yes. Yes. Max three. Yeah. Uh, Washington and Wisconsin. Like, one of those wins would be incredible. S, what what was it, USA Today? Top five preseason Both teams? Both of them. Both of them. Just to compete would be great. Like, that would be a moral victory. Could
0: could BYU steal a game against Boise State if yes. they go through some injuries or yes. they're a little bit down? BYU
1: has lost three games in the by last four point. by one point. I don't see Boise State as unbeatable. I just think that Boise State has a good team back.
0: Brett Ripon's a senior. Like, that's a good group. To me, Arizona, and we have in our own spare time, kind of termed some of these games as like... We'll present this at, yes, in the Yes, we'll future. do it later, but yeah. I, it's a flip game. Arizona's a flip game. California, flip game. Boise State on the road. Is, is
1: Arizona a uh, pick em when they're an 11-point fave
0: well, from Vegas? I, because it's the first game of the season. We think... We, BYU's debuting we a new offense. We think it's a pick em. They're rolling out a brand-new coach. Yes. like they're, Weird things happen... When you well, have that much rolling transition, out a new exactly. Too, Who knows what we're going to get? It could be, but it's a road game, a blowout so loss. It could be a, a BYU tougher. win. We don't know.
1: Even the eleven and two oh six team went down to Arizona and lost. You know what I mean? Like it is hard to open a season on the road and get that win. Truth. So that's that's if you pull that out, that is a nice win. Cal at home, that would be nice. Flip a coin. What's the chance of BYU finishing two zero or sorry, starting two and zero? Under ten percent. Yeah, it's low.
0: But it's it a lot would, to ask. It would be incredible. I like twenty fifteen. You get lucky
1: ask. at Nebraska. You get lucky against Boise State.
0: Cal's much improved.
1: Like you throw a hail mary and you catch it. What? How, how often do you throw a hail mary and catch it? And BYU's playing or Utah. 5%? The last
0: game of the season, which changes everything in the rivalry, because you've gone through an entire year. They've played their whole Pac twelve slate. They're beat up. BYU's beat up. Who's even eligible to play health wise? What if
1: both teams are five and seven in that game? Sorry, 5-6. and six. Then you're playing for a bowl game. Epic. It'd be like the 2000 game with Lavelle.
0: The ideal scenario for BYU context. is to be 6-5 and five going into the game so that and beating Utah, Utah beating five and doesn't <laughs> yeah have to rely on beating Utah to get to a bowl game. But that would Listen, definitely add context.
1: Utah has been an 8- or 9-win team for a while now. Like That's a good team. That's a hard game to win. Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams, If they, I mean, Jamal's out in that play, but if Taysom Hill and company convert a two-point conversion, the streak ends. There's pressure from the streak, too. At Twiggy or Stone on Twitter, use the hashtag BYUSN. I think it's going to be two and four. I would love to go higher, but there are just too many questions right now. Hopefully, after fall camp, some of those questions will be answered. I don't know that fall camp will provide us those answers.
0: We thought we had answers after last year's fall camp.
1: Last year, Tanner Mangum was slicing and dicing the BYU defense in fall camp. It's a different
0: game I when you get in, in the like, real field of competition.
1: I did not feel like, oh my goodness, the offense is terrible, which it was last year. Like, I... I I didn't see that in fall camp. So I don't know that fall camp is going to give us the answers. Robert and I, for all his flaws, had one incredible thing to tell us one time that's always stuck with me, other than calling us thing one and thing two. He said that it takes about half the season to know what you've really got with the team.
0: That's a complete miscalculation.
1: In this case, it is not. I agree with him that it does take about half the season to see what you've really got.
0: How many games will BYU win against the six-game gauntlet. Woo. The safe conservative pick, 1-5, which would be an improvement on last year. And if BYU wins one of the six games and take care of business against six of the remaining seven teams, or five of the remaining six teams, I should say, then they're going to a bowl game. Okay, You have to win at least one to feel comfortable to be in a position to go to a bowl game. Absolutely. You have to win at least
1: one. Because then you give your... Self a, uh, a loss in the other six. And Northern Illinois, to me, is that sneaky other game that could cost BYU a bowl if BYU goes 0 for 6 in the gauntlet. But I believe BYU go at least 1 in 5.
0: Well, according to USA Today Sports, UMass is 16 spots higher than BYU coming out of spring football, Jerem. So is that still a guaranteed win?
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> if BYU
1: loses back-to-back years to UMass, that's bad, dude.
0: That's oh, really bad. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. There you go.
1: <laughs> like, like That's update, where we are. That's where, that's that where we Jeez. are right now. Come
0: on. Emotionally. Come on.
1: Hey, coming up, a beatdown in Lithuania.
0: And how did the BYU Sports Nation karma help Brandon Davies in that game? BYU track will host a last chance meet. And it has nothing to do with dating, according yeah, to Jeremy. It's J. not J. a Jordan. singles
1: convention. It's a track meet.
0: Senior Alyssa Dalton joins us next in Studio B to discuss what's on the line. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU
1: Baseball plays at San Francisco on BYU Radio tonight, at 6 Eastern, also on the W.TV. Good luck to the Bad Cats. They need to win tonight and then keep winning in the final six to have a shot at the West Coast Conference Tournament.
0: Live from Studio B, this is your day-to-day play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan, our daily BYU Sports Nation rebroadcast. There's weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern answer our question of the day, won't you? What will BYU football's record be in the gauntlet? Six tough games. At WD Heath 40 on Twitter, I'll say three and three. But in all honesty, I'll turn on each game anticipating that Kalani Satake will snap his fingers and BYU will stroll out with a convincing victory.
1: That's the hope, is that BYU can win in those. And (laughs) Jason Shepard found a $33 infinity gauntlet that he's like, can we expense this and get it on the set? So... Ben, if you could talk to Michael and uh, get the Infinity Gauntlet, that'd be great on our set. So every time we could like, put the little logos on it and bring it out. Or, or just like. buy
0: the Nintendo Power Glove. Jason, can you also look what that will cost us? Yeah, look, the, up, J- look up what that costs?
1: Jason, can you look that up too? We'll just talk <laughs> over there about that instead of texting you.
0: you remember the Power Glove?
1: I never used the Power Glove, but I know and it And the was. movie yeah. The
0: Wizard with Fred Savage, where he takes on... I think the character's name is Lucas, and he's like the best Nintendo game player on, in the country. And he has, and the, he Power has Glove. the Power Glove playing Rad Racer. Do you, do you remember no, any of this? No. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, this is. Late I know. 80s, I know several stuff, of you yeah. know what I'm talking the about. Power Glove. Okay. So you You, when, you know wait, what I'm talking. Wait, about. Wait,
1: did the Infinity Gauntlet is that just a rip off of the Nintendo? Uh, of the Power Glove? Glove. Is that what you're saying? Maybe. Twenty bucks. I'm told. Dan Carlson, one of our producers, I mean, said Power Glove twenty bucks.
0: Twenty bucks. Outstanding. Rad race. You might or, just buy
1: that or, yourself. Rad,
0: seriously. Expensive. Joining us now in Studio B is a young lady that uh, we are welcoming back to Studio B. It's been a while, yeah. but she's back. Alyssa Dalton, track and field star, uh, approaching her last chance to meet. Alyssa, nice to have you back. Up, Alyssa?
2: Thank you for having me. It's good to be back. It's been a while. So. Yeah, it has been a while. And we were at the yeah. uh, Robinson
1: Invitational, so you compete there a little bit. It was great to be out at the track, and now you have another home meet. Yeah,
2: this weekend. we do. That's yeah, great. this weekend. So that'll start tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday. So, yeah, I race at twelve <laughs> ten.
0: Very nice,
1: twelve yeah. ten. So locals yeah. show up.
2: Newly noted.
0: Okay, some background. Uh, your husband Chase was a athlete at BYU. Your yes. identical twin sister Angene was a track She's and field star. Show. She's also been on the show. Yep. At this moment in time, are you the most athletic person in that trio?
2: Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no, we compete in everything. So you like even on the volleyball court yesterday, we were messing around. So we nice. just yeah, it's so fun. But I say I'm the most athletic. Person. Okay, all yeah. right.
1: Okay, within so so with your husband Chase, like you were both on the team, you met that way.
2: Yeah, kind of. He actually was good friends with my older sister and brother-in-law, so I knew about him when I was in high school. So, So, (laughs) were (laughs) you crushing on him? I didn't know him yet, so that's a good thing because (laughs) that's weird. (laughs) But I met him um, when I was still at University of Oregon, actually.
1: Oh, gotcha! Yeah, and he was at BYU. Yeah, yeah. So did you did you compete in any meets against each other and like, hey, yeah, what's
2: up? Yeah, at the MPSF meet. So my twin sister met him because of our older sister, and then she introduced us and. Tried to set us up, but it didn't work out until like a year later.
1: <laughs> so what role did you transferring to BYU and kind of the relationship have in that? Were you like, yeah. I want to go to BYU? Hey,
2: Chase? No, no. It was, yeah. No. Don't, don't give him that much credit. <laughs> yeah, no. No, He, I actually thought he was really awkward. So, <laughs> No, um, I transferred for family and just better like school experience, but um, I didn't really get to know him until after I transferred. And he reached out to me and said, congrats. And then we became friends after that, so. And then didn't date for a while. So just kind of slowly but surely.
1: Do you still think (laughs) he's
2: awkward? Uh, Sometimes. (laughs) He does it on purpose, but no, he's funny. Ah, He's a good guy. (laughs) Purposeful (laughs) awkwardness. Yes, he tries to make people feel awkward sometimes. (laughs) What did you guys
0: do when you dated? Hey, do you want to go for a run?
2: (laughs) Actually, we probably worked out together like maybe three times. And we've been together for, gosh, Four years. So that was know. separated. Yeah, that was totally separate. Uh, we, we did train together, and that's how we got to know each other really well. The good, the bad, the ugly. But, <laughs> yeah, um, we just yeah we did other things. When we were off the track, we wanted to relax. We wanted to just hang out because we were dead from workouts. So, Understandable. Yeah, yeah. Totally.
1: And now you have the NCAA regionals in a couple weeks. Yes. Um, you've qualified in the 100 hurdles and the 4x4 relay. So what are you working on before regionals? we so, preliminaries.
2: Yeah, so right now, like, I ran um, a lifetime best two, two weeks ago? Yeah, two almost two weeks ago. Nice. And that was huge because I was kind of in this rut w- waiting for a breakout. And so now I feel pretty confident going into regionals. And just this weekend, um, trying to get a time within that range still to prove that I'm still fast. <laughs> and um, just focus on the little things, fine-tune stuff, get that different, like, hurdle mobility stuff, technique. And after that, it's just... I'm ready. Like, speed's there. I'm ready. So just a little fine-tune.
0: What's your strongest event out of those two that you have qualified in, the 100 hurdles or the 4x4 relay? The
2: 100 hurdles. The 4x4, I've kind of been in and out of it all year. I've been begging my coach. My coach put me in. I promise I can run fast. And I've actually run faster than I have, so it's been exciting. I just love the team aspect. But, yeah, we're we're pretty safe in there, but we're going to have to work a little bit harder to try to get to that next level. But... Really, anything can happen. I was telling you before, in the 4x4, you just never know. And we have a solid team. We have about five of us that can run good times. So whether or not I end up racing the 4x4 at regionals, I think BYU women's 4x4 is going to be really strong. Is that
0: conversation happening with Diljeet Taylor?
2: Um, No, actually, it's just um, Kyle Gross girls on that team. So Diljeet doesn't have any girls on that team as of right now. So it's just Kyle.
1: Yeah. Among those five in the 4x4, how do you decide who the one that has the short (laughs) straw
2: You know, it just really depends. Like right now we have one, uh, one of the girls is a little bit injured, seeing if she can come back, so it looks like I'm going to be that fourth person. But it's just whoever we can trust and is going to run the fastest. And there's three of us that have run pretty dang close to each other. So And the other four girls are 400 specialists. Hmm. So that's why I've kind of been on the outside of it a little bit. But, you know, I've run, I've run fast and proved myself as well. So we just it's going to come down to the meat. Whoever's feeling good, whoever's on, and then if it doesn't interfere with other individual events as well.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong. You're from Fresno.
2: Yeah, Fresno. Okay. Yeah.
0: So the preliminaries are in Sacramento. Sacramento.
2: I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> yeah. What kind of a turnout are you anticipating here from family and well, friends?
2: we had a meet last weekend there, and that was so fun because my family could just drive up in one day. It's three hours away. And I had my aunt and uncle, my parents, and my cousin there, and two of my cousins there. And that was just the start. And then some family friends. And so I hope a lot of people, all of them, they're planning on coming again, and then a couple other people. It's so close. So I don't see why not. And it's my last meet. So, And I'm the last one in the family, the athlete. So this is the last big competition that a lot of family members can come to.
1: Well, second to last meet, right?
2: Well, close. In, close to them, I mean. last meet I was like, we are going to go to Eugene, <laughs> right? Yes, for the I have to go back to Eugene. Ah, yes, it was just at... a little taste at the Pepsi invite this year, and I need to be back there.
1: <laughs> what, was last week's meet at the same track the as same the same track, pre-lift? Sac State, yeah. Is there, is there something? Yeah, Stack State's big in track. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, Is there something to getting on that track before? Because it's like, hey, in basketball, you got to show up the night before and you got to shoot on that court and blah blah blah. Is there something to that in track?
2: Yeah, definitely. And I think. I've competed there before. I know Chase competed there for the U.S. Championships in 2014. Um, but, yeah, it's, every track's different, so you want to get the feel for it. And I, I competed in the 100 and 200 last week. I didn't hurdle, just to feel the track. Mm. So it was fun to be there, see what it's like, see what the warm-up area is like, because everything's a little different. And it was hot, so <laughs> it's good to feel how hot it's going to be and kind of see how it's going to go. And it was low-key, so it's no stress. But, yeah, definitely. That's why we went. Otherwise, we were supposed to go to Occidental meet, but that got moved to a different weekend, and so we picked up this meet instead. Yeah.
0: Okay, so you're acclimated there. You've been acclimated at Oregon because you competed for Oregon. You run on that track. Is it weird to go back there to a place that you've run at previously?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm just really sad. It's been so long since I've been at Oregon. I went to the Pepsi invite this year, and that was fun that we got the chance to see the track and kind of low-key as well. But it's the first time I've competed there since I was there. And... Yeah, and actually, out of all the races the whole day, they didn't get my time.
1: What do you mean they didn't get
2: you? Like, dog? I raced, and they said there was a malfunction with the, oh, the goodness. clock. Oh! So, the former Oregon <laughs> Duck! How convenient! You left,
1: Man, and your time wasn't counted. Yeah, which doesn't happen. <laughs> that
2: track, how you say that doesn't happen? They got all the so. Oregon
1: State people, but they didn't <laughs> yeah, get the, yeah, the former no. Duck. So,
2: <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited to be back there.
0: Turn of the clock? What?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Well,
1: well, good luck. Yeah, let's yeah, give you some
0: you. BYU Sports Nation karma.
1: Yeah, for yeah thank you. The last so chance meet in the preliminaries. And then you'll be at Hayward Field, and it'll be dope.
2: Okay, <laughs> yeah, good yeah. luck. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks for coming
1: in. Okay, coming out, BYU Sports Nation karma travels overseas as well and a clutch performance by a BYU golfer. Wait, is this something new? It travels overseas? Yeah. It, Have we experienced this before? Yeah, yeah.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Plus, do you think Kalani Satake can successfully wield the gauntlet and handle six tough games? Your responses to our question of the day coming up in Voice of the Nation.
3: BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most.
0: Big thanks to today's guest, Gavin Baxter, recently returned missionary that is now playing with BYU basketball, enrolled in classes, and Alyssa Dalton, track and field star for BYU.
1: Coming up tomorrow, the winningest quarterback in BYU history, Max Hall, who still hates Utah, to discuss who the starting quarterback should be and what he thinks BYU's record will be in the gauntlet. Let's whip it.
3: It's time for the Cougar whip Around.
1: Golf. Rose Swank secured a spot in the NCAA championships after a five-hole playoff. Congrats to her. Number 41, women's uh, 41st-ranked women's golf, finished ninth in the NCAA regional at 10 over. Congrats on another NCAA tournament. Baseball.
0: The Batcats of BYU, 8-13 and 13 in conference with six to play. They need every single win left on the schedule, potential win I should say, to get above 500. It starts in the Bay Area tonight as they take on San Francisco. 6 Eastern on BYU Radio and the W.TV. And the
1: St. Cloud Rocks of the Northwoods Summer Development League for college players signed three BYU players to its roster yesterday. Pitcher Kenny Sines, who's returning from the 2017 championship team. Pitcher Jake Sudrath and catcher infielder Noah Hill. Cougars overseas.
0: Eric Mika scored 17 points, had seven rebounds in 20 minutes for Pasado in a loss in Italy. Brandon Davies on the program this week. Leveraging the BYU Sports Nation karma overseas had 8 points and 8 rebounds in just 16 minutes in a Zalgiris 109-52 win over a Vitautas.
1: Lacrosse. Number 7, BYU men's lacrosse plays number 9, Michigan State, in the MCLA semifinals tonight, nine fifteen Eastern in Salt Lake City.
0: Not to be outdone, the women's lacrosse team beat Penn State 13-7 in the first round of the WCLA tournament. Number 3, BYU will play in the quarterfinals today at 3 Eastern against 11th-ranked San Diego State. Also, senior Brianna Arnold and sophomore Heather Haight were named WCLA All-American.
1: Volleyball. Men's volleyball finished third in the ABCA's final poll of the season behind Long Beach State and UCLA. They also finished third in the off-the-block media poll. That's where I voted them as one. Cougars
0: in the minors. Colton Mahoney pitched five innings for the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. Double-A life. Sounds good for them. Giving up Four hits. And a run and a Jumbo Shrimp win, 3-2. to two.
1: Jacob Brugman won 4 for the A Norfolk Tides in a 5-2 loss to the Durham Bulls.
0: Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. I think Rose Huang has Rose earned Wong the right. Rose
1: clearly gets the Rise and Shout today.
0: Our question of the day. What will BYU football's record be against the gauntlet? Six games, five Power 5 teams, and a road game at Boise State. At USU Kug 11 tweets in, after last year's Furious Five, I am almost hesitant to answer. BYU didn't win any of those games. I'll say three and three from behind my blue tinted glasses. Uh yeah. At Ryben three, from most likely to unlikely outcomes, three and three with wins over Boise, Cal and Zona, two and four against California and Arizona. Four and two. Whoa. Boise, California, Utah and Arizona. That'd be awesome. One and five would be Cal and five and one with the one lost to Wisconsin.
1: Six and oh and six. Nope. As well. Uh, what?
0: Our elite voice of the day from at Cosmo, the Cougar. I don't mean to give away spoilers, but you did see the end of that movie, right?
1: (laughs) 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 The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter and Instagram. Use the hashtag BYUSN. The show's on demand on BYUSN.com.
0: Find our audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app for Jerem. I am Spencer. Shout out to Joshua Rohatinsky. BYU Sports Nation nice. back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern. Crushed me
1: and everybody else in the cross country finals in high school.
0: Where's my power glove, bro?
1: Into the gauntlet.